It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to the Locked On Wizards podcast. It's your hosts, Ed Oliver and Diolante Daniels. The Wizards come up short, 103 to 118 to the Atlanta Hawks. Trey Young just took over in that second half. Chris Porzingis did tie his career high in rebounds, but it wasn't enough to get the dub tonight in Atlanta. We're going to talk about that in the lottery odds as well. Let's get to it. You are Locked On Wizards, your daily Washington Wizards podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On Wizards your first listener every day. We are free and available wherever you get podcasts. All right, D, so what went wrong in the second half for the Washington Wizards? Whew. A lot of Trey Young, man. A lot of Trey Young. He he took over in that third quarter. He started getting to the free throw line. Wizards were in the bonus. And then next thing you know, Trey Young ended the game with 12 free throws and 11 for 12 from the free throw line. I mean, he tore him apart. And you add on to the factor of the other guys. You know, like the Mavs game, for example. Luka Doncic kills you. That's fine. He's Luka. That's going to happen. Trey Young kills you. That's fine. He's Trey Young. That's going to happen. But really, man, the Bogdanoviches and the Gallinari's of the world, you can't give up 26 points and 18 points to them. You know, that I think that's really, you know, what was the bigger, biggest factor there. And then, that, like I said, that third quarter with Trey Young, man, taking over, I think he scored, what, like 14 points in the third or something like that? But yeah, he did. That that was big, you know. That was a big momentum shift right there for the Hawks, and he got the getting the crowd into it, doing the push-ups. So, <laughs> yeah, a lot of Trey Young is what went wrong in that second half. Yeah, I, I echo you again. Um, but yeah, just my major takeaways. I mean, yeah, he, it was tough for him. They they put Denny on him. They tried to double team him. Um, he caught Denny's hands in the cookie jar a little bit. That's where Denny he's he's a really good defender. But he does have to learn, you know, how to not be too physical and a little too handsy with guys, especially Trey Young. You know, the refs, they he knows how to manip- he knows how to manipulate the refs. He knows how to sell the the flat flipping his head back and flailing and ripping, you know, putting his arm under Denny's arm or the defender's arm. He's like really, really good at that. He's really good at drawing fouls um, and just creating contact. So that's it was a learning experience for Denny and some other guys. Um, but, yeah, like you said, Gallo. Uh, went crazy. How many threes did Gallo hit tonight? 
Um, Gallo hit four threes. It felt like he hit seven, but he had 26 points and 10 boards. I mean, he he just literally took over the game at one point. Um, and Bogdanovich, he was an unsung hero tonight for the um for the Hawks tonight, 18 points, and he hit six threes. All all 18 of his points were from from the three-point line. Transition threes, turnovers hurt. We um had a couple unforced forced errors, especially the first quarter. We had eight turnovers in that first quarter, but it calmed down in the second quarter. In the second half, we just went back to turning the ball over uh, with un- unforced errors, and they capitalized on that, and they scored. Uh, but, yeah, we really couldn't guard Trey Young from the pick and roll at all. Like, he abused us, getting the ball to Clint Capella, getting the ball to um, the, their younger big man for a couple of lobs and easy pick and rolls as well. And uh, Trey Young, he just put on a clinic tonight. He finished with, what, 20 – he finished 30, 30 points and 11 assists. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he – but crazy, like you said, the push-ups on the sideline getting the crowd hyped. Uh, the third quarter was definitely the tail of the tape. Yeah, and then another thing you can look at, their shooters were hitting their threes, man. Like you said, with Gallo, he was hitting his threes. And then Bogdanovich, he was hitting his threes. And you look at the Wizards, they only shot 28% from the three-point line. So it was tough. You know, it's tough when the other team shooters are hitting and then your guys aren't hitting and you're missing. Rui was 0 for 5 from the three-point line. Coy was only two for seven. Uh, Danny was one for seven. I mean, it's tough. You know, it's tough to combat that when you're shooting bad and the other team shooting well. And then you're turning the ball over on top of that. And they're, the other team is getting to the free throw line. So all those things combined, man, is a recipe for an L, you know, a 118 and 103 L. It's a recipe for that. Right, yeah. And it's still hand scratching that Wes, he put – Porzingis and Gafford in at the same time, but they were only in for like two seconds. And the one bit. time that they were in, they had a fast break, and Porzingis made a nice pass to Gafford for a dunk. So mm-hmm. it was kind of like, why not go back to that? You know, so and I thought they waited too long to do it anyway. They finally went to in, in the game before where they won. Um, so yeah, I was a little confused why West didn't go back to the big man lineup, but um, you know, hopefully. They get into it next year and uh, continue with that. But we, we do want to give Porzingis some props, too. We'll talk about him next, having a career-high 18 rebounds, and then we'll talk about who of the young guys played the best tonight. But before we do get into that, this episode is brought to you by Bet Online. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all of the latest sports developments, including the, this week's Masters Championships odds, podcasts and reviews for all the different leagues this season bet online is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information including live betting esports and scores head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action bet online where the game starts the nba playoffs are right around the corner and locked on nba is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Wizards your first listen. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Now podcast. Nightly recaps of every NBA game with analysis from our local experts is free and available wherever you get podcasts. All right, so what were your thoughts on Chris Epps' performance tonight? 26 points, 18 boards, 8 for 16 from the field, 4 for 8 
from the three-point line. He had a double-double of 17 points and 10 boards in the first half, played 32 minutes. Uh, what were your thoughts on Chris Tapps, and uh, does he encourage or make you more optimistic about the Wizards' season next year? I mean, it, it definitely makes me more optimistic having a player of his caliber because the Wizards haven't had a player, you know, this caliber in the front court, and I don't know. I don't even know since I've been a fan. You know, so 26 points, 18 rebounds with four assists, two blocks as well. It was a good performance. He got to the free throw line, shot six for seven from the free throw line, so he continues to do a good job at that. I know now you'll get the arguments of, you know, empty stats because anytime you go to a bad team, you start putting up big numbers. People just start saying empty stats, so he'll have to deal with that. But I'll be interested to see, you know, his role when Brad comes back and Brad returns as the number one option. You know, right now, he's the number one offensive option right now. He took the most shots tonight. He's been heavily featured in the offense. I think we'll be the same for next season. But I, I'm, I do, I am curious to see how him and Bradley Bill will work. But, I mean, him in the number one option role, I mean, he, he's been cooking. Right, yeah. I mean, he's shooting the ball well. He's The last couple of games, he shot the ball well from the three-point line, four for eight tonight, finishing around the rim. Um, that one step back three, I think it was like a shot clock buzzer beater on Capella. I mean, he... And he was, you know, giving Capella some pump fakes and getting to the basket. Um, he just showed how he was the unicorn tonight. And not only that, defensively blocking some shots as well. So I love that. Playing with Gafford as well. I think next year, going into next year, they can play really well together. But, um, yeah, he he has shown that there are nights that he can be a number one option, a number one scoring option. He is a guy that you can run an offense through. He's a guy that you can just throw the ball down to in the post and he can get a bucket, a turnaround jumper, or a turnaround and dunk the ball. Um, yeah, there are times where we want him to be more physical. Um, but yeah, he's playing really well. And I think he's taking advantage of the opportunity to be featured as a number one guy. And knock on wood, he has stayed healthy. These last, last couple of games, we saw him, you know, one game he turned his ankle, got right back up, went back in and played hard and finished against the Pistons. So yeah, so far, I've been impressed with Porzingis, man. All the negative things that were said from, um, you know, previous uh, critics or media members or whoever from previous his previous team. Um, I think he's, he's definitely taken that criticism and he's, he's played really hard and he's, he's shown a lot of fight and toughness out there uh, so far, but what were your thoughts? Uh, who out of the young guys, Rui, Corey and Denny and maybe Gafford out of those, out of the young guys, who do you think played the best tonight? Uh, I mean, it was some struggle. Rui definitely struggled. You know, he grabbed six rebounds, which was good. Uh, he struggled though. Denny, he had six assists and seven rebounds, so that was good. Shooting well, shooting wise, he didn't shoot the ball well. Then he kind of had some fouling issues there with Trey Young. That's a, oh, that's always a difficult challenge guarding a guy like Trey Young, who's really good at getting to the free throw line and drawing fouls. Uh, Gafford, I mean, he was five for six. He had the really nice alley oop, you know, with yeah. Ishmith. Uh, he had one block. I mean, if I had to go with somebody, including Gaff, I guess I would go with Gaffert. Uh, Corey, he was five for 11, two for seven from the three point line. He had three, I mean, three rebounds and three assists. Uh, it wasn't the best game, you know, from, from the young guys today, but that could be said for a lot of people. You know, it struggled shooting the ball today. KCP had a very low scoring game in comparison to his streak that he's been on lately. So it was kind of a, a kind of a calm down for a lot of guys. So 
I guess I will go with Gafford. Yeah, this was a tough one. Nobody really stood out tonight. Um, yeah. Like you said, Denny, he tried with some effort guarding Trey Young. And he had another 5-5-5 five, five, five game, which is, like I said before, it's not easy. 9.6 assists and seven boards. But he did struggle from the three-point line, one for seven. Uh, he had a couple of wide open threes and, and just couldn't knock them down. Same thing with Rui, 0 for 5 from the three-point line, 9.6 boards. Um, kind of got lost in the sauce on one pick and roll in the beginning of the game. Um, and Corey, I thought I thought he played pretty well, two for seven mm-hmm. from the three. Uh, had a solid game shooting the three. But, yeah, just nobody really wowed you and stood out. And Gafford, I thought he could have rebounded the ball a little bit more, only one rebound. One rebound. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, I was expecting more rebound the ball. But finishing around the rim, that alley was nasty. Him and Ish. That chemistry is really, really good that they have right now. Um, Ish has six assists, but yeah, out of the three, it's a tough one. Um, uh, yeah, I'm a, I'm a, I do like how Denny went at Trey Young. I thought that was good. I thought he should have did that a little bit more. They were picking on because Tomas was picking on uh, Trey Young too when he had that dunk in the beginning. I thought they should have tried to go at Trey Young just a little bit more. Um, using uh, Trey Young kind of, he's not the best defender in the world. Um, but yeah. Yeah, uh, man, we got the the too small again from Denny today. Yeah, oh yeah, he did do that again. Yeah, <laughs> he's playing. He's being more aggressive. I love that he's being more aggressive. Um, yeah, it's a tough one because nobody stood out. I I, mm-hmm. I guess I'll, I'll go with uh, I'll, I'll give Denny some love again. I'll give him some love. Yeah, like I said, it's tough. I mean, they they did other things, which is always mm-hmm. good, you know, as far as rebounding and assists on moving the ball, but it wasn't the best game. You know, obviously if it it was one of their better games, the score could have been reversed, but the Hawks have been a tough matchup for the Wizards all season. I mean, they won the season series three to one. The the Wizards won the very first game and the Hawks won game two, game three and game four. Great. All right. We're going to get into some lottery all odd talk here. So let me pull up the standings. The Knicks did play tonight, too, who they're another team fighting for the lottery odds here. Uh, so the Knicks ended up losing tonight. They played who they play? The Brooklyn they played the Nets. Yeah, and they lost 110 to 98. And we do play the Knicks on Friday night, which is the last home game of the regular season. So we'll do a quick preview after we talk about the lottery odds real quick. Um, excuse me. So we are right now. Uh, Houston's the worst. Team, so they have the best lottery odds. So, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Right now, we have the 11th worst record. We're tied with the Knicks for the 10th worst record in the NBA at 35 and 45. So, the game on Friday night is going to be huge with lottery odd implications. Um, if you are team, get better lottery odds. This is a huge game for the Washington Wizards, a huge game for the Knicks, too. Um, and then there is a stat about the lottery odds. If you guys didn't know, if they finish ninth, they have a 20% chance to get into the top four, to get a top four pick. Now, if they finish 10th in the lottery odds, they only have a 10% chance to get in the top four. So that's a pretty strong difference. You know, D, I know you brought up the whole Pelicans thing that one year where the Wizards were, you know, kind of back and forth with the Pelicans to get that spot. And guess what? The Pelicans ended up being eighth or ninth in the lottery odds, right? Yeah. I believe so. They ended up being ninth, I believe, and they ended up jumping all the way up. Yeah, they jumped up to one, and they were, I believe, eighth or ninth or something like that. 
they were they were up there. They were up there in the odds. So yeah, you can get lucky. I mean, you can get up lucky. So who knows? Yeah, you just never know. I mean, they could they could get a you know you know Benedict Matherin. You say you see where he falls. I don't think he's gonna get past nine in my opinion. If I just had to bet money on bet online. Um, Johnny Davis, guys like that. I think they could use one of those guys. But if they do end up with a 10th pick, there's still some talent there. But getting a top four pick, that would do wonders uh, for the Washington Wizards' future. But uh, let's before we do head out, let's get to a preview against the Knicks. What do you want to see? What's your keys to victory? And I guess we'll do a bold prediction. We haven't done a bold prediction in a long time. Uh, what's your keys to victory against the Knicks? Uh, keys to victory against the Knicks. They got to rebound the ball. You know, they got to rebound the ball. I don't know. Mitchell Robinson was out with an illness or something like that tonight. Uh, mm-hmm. But they had Sims in there for the Knicks. He grabbed 13 rebounds. R.J. Barrett's always on the board. He had seven. So they got to definitely be tough on the boards and defend the three-point line. You know, don't let guys like R.J. Barrett get hot or Alec Burks, especially for an year. You can't let him get hot and start going off. Just play tough, man. Tough to – I mean, make the Knicks – Take tough shots, you know, and play hard and move the ball around. Keep the turnovers down, you know, definitely. So I say mainly keep the turnovers down, uh, rebound the ball well, and just force the Knicks into taking some tough shots, man. Can't give them easy looks by having them have 11 steals on you. So, and just play hard. Right. Yeah, just play with some effort. Um uh, developing and winning at the same time is not easy, but it's something that they, that they can do against the Knicks. Um, I would say run the run the offense through Porzingis once again, get him the ball, get him involved, and I think some of this is going to be on coaching for sure. You know, let's try that Gafford and Porzingis lineup again. Um, Jericho Sims is a smaller big; I think he's only like six ten. So against Porzingis, I think he should give them some matchup problems. Obi Toppin is starting as well, who I did like coming out of Dayton, but you know he's you know only what six nine, so. I think this is a game where Gafford can have a solid game, especially if Mitchell Robinson doesn't play. This is a game where some of the bigs can take over, kind of like that Timberwolves game where they can really take over. And just ball movement, Saddle's doing a good job of that. Ish is doing a good job of that. And, um, you know, when you get open threes, got to take advantage of them. Tonight we had some open shots. We just weren't able to knock them down. And like you said, turnovers. We shot ourselves in the foot a lot, unforced errors. And um, defensively, we just got to step up, you know, R.J. Barrett is playing well. Evan Fournier. Julius Randle hasn't played. We don't know what's going on with that situation over there. You know, there's rumors about him winning out, so we don't know what's true or not going over there with the Knicks. But, um, yeah, just keep it simple. You know, push the pace, run the floor, run the offense through Porzingis, ball movement. Danny, run that point forward position. Just do the same thing they get, did against the Timberwolves, moving the ball and facilitating, knocking down shots, pick and roll, Ishmael and Gap. And I think they'll be fine. Um, so I know there's a lot of people rooting for the lottery odds, so this – Probably is the lottery bowl. Like we said before, this mm-hmm. game is not going to be on NBA TV anymore. It got moved off probably since of the records. But uh, what's your what's one bowl prediction? And we'll probably head out. Uh, I'll say that Corey Kispert makes five threes. I think he had a good game. I know he had a good game against the Knicks up in Madison Square Garden. Mm-hmm. Uh, I say he'll be hot. I say he'll stay. I mean, he'll be hot against the Knicks. I say he hits five threes. Okay, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Zingas goes off for forty, man. I think he's been getting hot. I feel like he could have went for a 30, 35 tonight if he 
play more minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm, I'm gonna say he goes off for four. That's that's pretty bold. It probably won't happen, but like I said, it's a bold prediction. So, um, but yeah, tomorrow will be part two of our episode with the Wizards of Gallery Place, Damo and Brendan. We want to we appreciate those guys coming on, and, and um, they were gracious with their time, so we want to thank them again. Make sure you guys follow those guys on Twitter, and um, make sure you guys subscribe to us on Locked on Wizards on YouTube and hit the notification bell. Thank you for making Locked on Wizards your first listen every day. Now make your second listen, Locked on NBA, Locked on Experts, covering the biggest stories around the NBA every Monday through Friday in less than 30 minutes. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. All right. And before we go, Ed, I actually have the 2019 draft results. So the Wizards were actually that year, they were six, and the Pelicans were seventh. So the Pelicans jumped six spots. The Wizards dropped three spots to go to nine. But wow. but the Hawks jumped seven spots from 11. So they had the 11th um, lottery odds, and they jumped all the way to the top four. So I don't know. Maybe the Wizards, they beat the Knicks or something, they get 11, and they get lucky. Mm. But those the, that's the official high officially went. Mm. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, you just never know. The Wizards don't get a lot of luck. That's for one thing. But hopefully we can get something going this year. Bars, you guys, thank you for listening. Hail to the Wizards. Peace. Peace. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. 